PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season five. Come along with us on a first date. And see who can survive a flock of geese. Wait, what? We'll listen to new music together, watch bad movies, and maybe even write a fanfic. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Zero, two, nine, seven, two, zero, three, three, five, one, nine, four, seven, two, eight, zero, two, nine. This document contains information affecting the national defense of the United States within the meaning of the Espionage Act 30, USC 31 and 32 as amended. Its transmission or the revelation of its contents in any manner to an unauthorized person is prohibited by law. 1st of October, 1984. Addressed to Operations Officer AE-0172. New Dispatch Location. Satellite Communication Node 918. Codename, Skyla. Posting, Station Operator. Duties, Receive, Encode, and Broadcast Outgoing Mission Briefs to Field Agents. Man and Maintain Communication Note for the Duration of Assignment. Commanding Officer, Not Applicable. Duration of Assignment, Unspecified. Additional Notes. Sorry about this, Tara. They thought you could use some time to reset after everything that happened in San Francisco. Stay loose, and we'll see you soon. Operator Log, November 8, 1984. Week 1 Notes. Initial transmissions aired without issue. Broadcast equipment has reached improved condition after extensive repair and cleaning. Could not find an intact signal receiver. I will not be able to listen to any other stations. Beginning repair and maintenance on facilities and utility operations tomorrow. Operator Log, November 15th. 1984. Attempts to repair the waste removal system ran into some issues. While issue was ongoing, it was necessary to forego interior facilities and make use of the natural environment surrounding the station. Ongoing meteorological events have resulted in an extended weather event matching the characteristics of a Class 3 winter storm on the standard RSI ranking system. This made the lack of sheltered plumbing facilities unpleasant. After extensive repairs, all facilities are once again fully operational. Thank God. Operator Log, 
November 21st, 1984. It is three weeks into the posting. All facilities and equipment has been brought up to modern operating standards. Broadcasts are continuing. Routine is set and all personal entertainment I was allowed to bring has been exhausted. The nature of the set transmission schedule has made maintaining a sleep schedule to regulation standards impossible. Per agency archives, all other stations broadcasting at three-hour intervals have, at minimum, two operators transmitting in shifts. Operator Log, November 27th. 1984. Received new transmission cards and encoding key. The handoff was sudden. I was in the middle of a sleep cycle when a deafening bang awoke me. I thought I dreamed it for a moment, but the hum of a plane prompted me to action. The engine clearly belonged to a civilian prop, but I still followed protocol for the potential hostiles. New transmission cards and some additional supplies were packed in a crate. Pilot must have mistimed the drop because it slammed into the station and nearly breached the sheet metal roofing. Operator log November 27th continued. Making note of an additional discovery. I have a neighbor. Today marked the first time I was outside of the station since the storm from my first few weeks. It must have made the visibility worse than I thought, because I just now saw another building located a few hundred meters along the ridge. Log. November 29th, 1984. They did not supply proper thermal gear, so I was forced to cannibalize surplus bedding for protection. I was instructed to remain in the station and minimize the time spent in open view, but I figure if Ivan actually has someone watching, then at least I'll know I'm not alone out here. Took longer than I anticipated to reach the other building. The storm must have been strong enough to cause a minor avalanche, uncovering it. Everything but the roof is buried in ice. I didn't have time to try and get inside before the next broadcast, but I'll try again tomorrow. Zero, two, nine, zero, three, three, seven, one, seven, five, three, eight, zero, two, nine. Operator Log, November 30th, 1984. There's a whole other station there. Older, but identical to mine otherwise. I was able to smash a hole in the roof and climb down. Nature had taken it, if you can call a glacier that. It was all too encrusted over to tell me anything. One of the walls collapsed in on itself. There was a little stash inside, old cookie tins filled with tapes. 
A book was buried at the bottom of each. They're handwritten and split between English and Russian. Their passages are the same, only the English isn't perfect. A translation? They were scripts, old ones, from that shit show in Siberia we were stuck in for years. Broadcast to our troops from Ivan. Our own stations couldn't reach that far, and the boys wanted music, so the enemy obliged. Threw in some messages for morale as well. I sat there and read for what might have been hours. I would have missed a broadcast if not for the plane. It wasn't the rattle of the civilian prop. I scrambled up and out onto the roof, throwing a single tape into my pocket. There were lights outside my own station. I couldn't stay there, though, so I just ran as the ground shook from the engine. I was too panicked of what insignia I might see to look up, and anyways, it wouldn't matter if someone found me. So I ran. By the time I made it inside, the sound was gone, and so were the lights. There were no supply drops awaiting me, or new cards, just the same fragile shack. After the broadcast, I tried the tape. Good morning, you fighting orphans of the West. Another bright morning here in the tundra of your home away from home. You do not get views like that in Kansas. Did you sleep well last night? Were you able to dream? Perhaps you went home and saw the bright autumn harvest, crisp and fragrant. Maybe you took a sweetheart for a drive in a loud American car. A cool wind chills you both, and you hold her close. Or perhaps you are a boy once more, and hear your mother's laugh and embrace. She reads a story of knights and old war. War where men die with heart as they look the enemy in the eye. No matter. You must march now. So open your eyes, American boy, and step clear. The clock is ticking, and there will be no heart for you here. That was the first voice I've heard in months. I need to get the other tapes. Operator log. December 1st, 1984. Took three days to go back for the stash. Every time I would try, that plane would come back and I'd have to duck inside before it got too close. Finally, I just risked it and grabbed the tapes. Saw the lights again as I came back, uh, silhouetting figures around my shack. I was supposed to sleep before my next broadcast, but I couldn't. Spent the whole time cleaning and rewinding the tapes. I'll try them tomorrow. Intelligent American GI, allow me to ask a question. Do you see your presence as noble? Your government calls you proud freedom fighters. Those of us that fight with you say the American GI is proof of their cause. Those of us who fight you say the same. What is your cause then? Do you fight for little Lucy, 2,000 miles away? Do you fear our knives and traps will reach her crib if your guns do not kill us first? Do you think little Lucy knows where her brothers or fathers fight? We know why we are here. It is our home and our family. 
Our Lucy is right in front of you, and yet you will not see her before setting fire to the land. In your revolution, you won because of cause. We both know that the wallet of that long-gone empire could not best our mutual cause and belief. Neither could the wallet of the next empire that came. Your empire is no different. You know you cannot win because it is what you preach in your schools and homes. So again I ask, why are you here? December 16th, 1984. More drops. Something must be happening. Broadcasting every 90 minutes now and I get new cards every few days with updates. When I can actually get there, sleep is all nightmares and memories now. Last night I was back in San Francisco assigned to that TV anchor. It was one of the last nights and he was getting harder to work. One of the reporters the TV station had sent to cover the coup down south was in the right place at the right time, I guess. Officially, we weren't involved, but of course that isn't true. One of our bombers hit a school and the reporter got it all on film. They couldn't get any duplicates made in the middle of the strike, so there was just a single copy sitting in the hands of the anchor. He wasn't taking the money like normal or anything else I could throw at him in exchange for the footage. I had been on these types of assignments for years, between the financial backing and my own persuasion, I never had an issue getting them to fold. Command said I didn't try hard enough. Either way, the footage aired. Reporter was caught up in a strike the next day, anchor got shot in a mugging gone wrong, and I ended up here. December 21st, 1984. Company comes more often. I think they're trying to listen to me. I can hear the whispers and the lights, always gone when the drops come, and I don't know how to get a message out. December 27th, 1984. I'm going back to the shack. See if I can scavenge a signal receiver, might be able to pick up a news channel from Alaska, or even one of the Ivans. I want to know what's going on. Why all the transmissions? There's another storm, though, so for now I just listen to that old voice on the tapes and sit. I turn up the volume so my friends outside can hear. As you continue your trek through our mountains and in our snow, let me give you some news from your dreamed of home. Students have taken to the streets in every one of your cities. Their eyes are open and they walk clear. This action is protected in your free country, yes? And yet the same gun you hold has been pointed at them. Four of your young men and women felt the same bullets you hold, fired at the hands of those who are meant to protect you. Let us remember the children of yesterday's battles, those young warriors that your leaders have taken from you, both here and in the frozen hills and there on the streets. Alison Kent, Glenn Schuer, Esmeralda Knox, Norman Jeffries, David Mueller, Kai Rivera, Thomas Whitaker, Bill Hampton, Oscar Murphy, Andrew White, Bette Martin, Randy Caldwell, Sasha Mooney, Brandy Kelly.
operator log. Uh, January 1st, 1985. I can't move my hands. Got trapped in the other shack while getting the receiver. My friends followed me there. When I was inside, they covered the hole with ice and snow. I think they wanted me to stay with them out there. It took hours to dig out. The sun was out and they were gone when I finally made it. Missed half a day's broadcasts. They'll be coming, either my friends or command. I sat a while and waited for them. Might have been a few days or a week. I don't know. But no one came. Didn't care or didn't notice. There was a new drop this morning. log. Receiver working. Signal is bad, but when the weather is okay, I can pick something up. It's January 18th. Hearing music is nice. No news channels reach this far. I found another number station. Cuban, I think. It's nice to listen to. I'm not the only one. I wonder what mine sounds like. It's not there. Nothing's there. Eight. Zero. Two. Nine. document contains information affecting the national defense of the United States within the meaning of the Espionage Act 30, USC 31, and 32 as amended. Its transmission or the revelation of its contents in any manner to an unauthorized person is prohibited by law. Date, February 28, 1985. 2. Operations Officer AE0173. New Dispatch, Satellite Communication Node 918, codename Skyla. Assignment, Station Operator. Duties, Receive, Encode, and Broadcast Outgoing Mission Briefs to Field Agents. Man and Maintain Communication Node for the Duration of Assignment. Commanding Officer, Not Applicable. Duration, Unspecified. Additional Notes. Sorry about this, Jill. They thought you could use some time to reset after everything that happened in Austin. Stay loose, and we'll see you soon. Eight, zero, two, eight, 
zero, two, nine, seven, two, zero, three, three, five, one, nine, four, seven, two, eight, zero, two, nine. This episode of Paltz Cast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ 333 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening. We enjoyed listening. We enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.